Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Welcome everybody to episode number 209 of Linux in the Ham Shack. This is the weekender, which means it's almost the weekend. We didn't get around to recording this last week, so we're doing it this week. And this will cover just this weekend, more or less, because I think we'll do it again next week so we get back on schedule and all of that good stuff. But anyway, I'm Russ K5TUX. Over there is Cheryl, W5MOO. Hello, everyone. And fresh back from Red Lodge is Bill, NE4RD. Good evening, everyone. Soaking up all that four inches of fresh powder out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to go, gotta go up there for the fresh poo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wonderful. So, does Cheryl have her recipe corner up, or do we have to move on? It won't connect. <laughs> yeah, it will. Keep working on it. All mm-hmm. right. So, I've got a few things here, but Bill has something he wants to talk about that's not actually in the Etherpad right now. So, do you want to talk about your thing first? That's not in the Etherpad? Is it not in the Etherpad, or is it oh, somewhere no. down at the bottom? Oh, all my stuff's in the Etherpad. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it must be down at the bottom, then. Yeah. Well, no, I got all the uh, contests and stuff like that in there. Oh, is that what you were going to do? You didn't have a a thing? Oh, a thing? No. I'm not, no, no. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, no, not Jeez. prepared with a thing. You don't I have a thing? I was today. Come on. I, uh... <laughs> oh, you're supposed to you be want, prepared. We're all prepared. You want me to prepare pre- something? I can make something up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, give us a couple of things to, to uh, do this weekend, and then we'll move on to me, I guess. All righty. Well, we have some things coming up in Amateur Radio this weekend. We have the big AWRL International DX Contest. It's the CW Variety, and it's uh, running from the 17th. I think it's Friday, right? 0000 Zulu all the way to the 18th, 2400 Zulu. And, of course, you can grab that information over on the AWRL site. That's a pretty big contest. Uh, a lot of people can get their uh, DXCC and, and stuff like that completed. Uh, CW conditions, you know, they, CW always goes a little bit further. So uh, you can definitely, definitely uh, uh, do do well in this contest. I believe they have even some unlimited, uh, unlimited, uh, uh, not sections, what do you call it, uh, classes that uh, you can use your little, uh, little uh, decoder ring there for CW in case you're not a proficient CW uh, decoder. But um, yeah, enjoy that contest. It'll be going on all weekend, so the, at least the sideband ban, uh, sideband uh, areas will be clear on the radio frequencies uh, this weekend. Next weekend, we have another uh, have another two big contests coming up. We got the CQ 160 meter contest, uh, single sideband. It uh, it runs from the 23rd to the 25th, 2200 Zulu to 2200 Zulu, and of course that's over on the CQ uh, 160 uh, uh, website. And of course 160 will be in yeah, pretty good condition. All the low bands have been pretty excellent. So forty and uh, forty and uh, down have been pretty good with these uh, low uh, low spot cycles. I did, I did hear that there's like a, a flare coming in though here for this weekend. So that, that AWRL contest might not be that great. 
Um, also next weekend, we have the uh, North American Kiso Party Riddy version. So this is a, the fun little uh, NAQP uh, sponsored by the uh, National Contest Journal. If you uh, if you didn't burn up your rig and your uh, sound card devices what was that, last week or the week before doing the uh, CQ Worldwide WPX contest in Riddy, uh, this is a great fun one to do. So uh, practice up for a couple weekends or second weekend from now and uh, enjoy this uh, this contest. It's a quick, easy exchange, and uh, you'll have a lot of fun. And 40 meters will probably be the money band just because of the, the way the conditions have been acting lately. Uh, what else we got going on? We have a special event station uh, coming up here, too. We have uh, we have uh, from the 17th to the 19th, we have a Frozen Lake portable station. This is an ice station, Whiskey Zero Juliet Hotel. He's going to be set up over there on a frozen lake in Washington County, Minnesota at Grid Square Echo November 34. And his website's uh, www.radioham.org. So you can find out more information. I believe he's going to be doing some satellite passes and stuff like that. He does have a small block of time there in the middle of the day, late afternoon or early afternoon uh, set up. So I think he's just going out there for that part of the day each day over that time period. Uh, Another uh, special event station we have coming up here next weekend is uh, on February 24th. We have uh, Kyle Anderson, KF5WRV, is activating one of the Boy Scouts of America call signs, K2BSA Portable 5. He'll be over in Chandler, uh, Oklahoma, at the Baden-Powell encampment. And uh, there'll be a lot of scouts over there, and they'll be getting on the air, and they will be on HF. So uh, look for them in the the upper uh, portions of the general band on the HF frequencies. So if you have a contest or a special event station you want us to mention or uh, anything else in this area... Please send us feedback. And you put in here, you, you put in here OzarkCon. So we talked about this that. stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. You talked about that with, uh, in the last podcast. Monday. You talked about the, yeah, all the other uh, yeah. fests and stuff that are coming up that you're going to be at. Well, I don't know that we're going to be at OzarkCon. It's a QRP uh, group getting together down in Branson. And it was brought up because we mentioned Joe uh, K0NEB who's apparently going to be there uh, doing be there. Yes. a talk or, or whatever and just kind of hanging out and being with other people at OzarkCon. Ah, that's hosted by the four-state QRP group. Yep. Oh, very good. Yeah. So yeah. if you're into QRPing, you should get down there. I looked at the attendee list. It's already pretty good size, so it looks like it'll be uh, pretty fun. There'll be at least 100 or 150 QRPers down there. Wowzers. And you can jump in and get on the dummy load contest and see how many contacts you can make on your dummy load. <laughs> nice <laughs> apparently that's a real thing uh, i guess so you know they're not perfectly uh you know efficient some signal does escape but not much and that i guess is the whole idea behind qrp so there you go uh, yeah, well not broadcasting on your dummy load but you know <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah cool cool yeah it looks like i got a Full calendar. I was just looking through their uh, event list, and yeah, looks, looks pretty fun. They're even doing a hidden oscillator hunt too. So, and did we say what date that was? It is the uh, April. Oh, that's April. Yeah, that's April sixth and seventh. Yeah, April sixth yeah. and seventh. All right. So we'll probably mention this again. That's Friday, uh, April sixth, and Saturday, April seventh. So yeah, look for that if you're planning on being in or around Branson, Missouri. So yeah. so it's not uh, relevant for this weekend, but you can use this weekend to make your travel arrangements. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Book your hotel, get your room. And everywhere. trust me, in April in Branson, there are going to be plenty of rooms available, so you'll be all set. Yeah. They're varying in price, anywhere from $20 a night to 
five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like the place they have at the because uh, they're having it at the Stone Castle Hotel and Conference Center. They got some special rates for it, so they got a sixty nine ninety nine for a double bed type unit, and for one thirty nine ninety nine, you can get a suite with koozie units. Two. Oh yeah, and their suites are get, like themed suites. Too. Did you say jacuzzi? Because it came out as koozie, so I was wondering if they were just going to give you a beer can holder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, jacuzzi. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the gate right. probably knocked me off. Yeah, probably. All right, so we can segue nicely from koozies into scotch, I guess, and I will talk about my scotch for the evening, which is the Akintoshin twelve-year-old. And Akintoshin is a lowland scotch, which is kind of nice because they don't talk about lowland scotches a lot. And there actually aren't that many distilleries in the lowland region of Scotland. So it's always nice to find a lowland scotch. So the Akintoshin 12 is bottled at 40%, which is 80 proof. We already mentioned that it's lowland. The color is a nice dark honey color with a touch of a reddish hue like a mahogany. So it's uh, got a nice look to it, especially sitting on your whiskey shelf at home uh the nose on it um i've already i've already taken some of this earlier but i've I've got some here in front of me now of course uh the nose on it is primarily a nice cereal note a nice like oat barley kind of smell to it and there's a little bit of lime citrus in there and it's uh not overly complex on the nose but it's nice i mean there's certainly nothing to balk at here uh, the taste is a little bit more complex than the nose, for sure. You get a nice creamy note to it. You have a dry grass taste. You also have a dry grain taste, which is kind of similar to what the nose was, that sort of oat barley malted you know, sensation that you get. Uh, there's also a faint nuttiness, almost like um, a filbert or macadamia, something like that. And then there's a tiny, tiny little bit of ginger at the very back. So overall, it's got a really nice taste. Um, it's very low in proof for scotch, so it's a very easy drinking scotch. And um, you can find this pretty reasonably for a 12-year-old. I think we paid 55 maybe, somewhere in there. You can probably find it for a little bit less than that. Um, and it's pretty available. It's double-matured. It's matured in Oloroso sherry casks as well as bourbon barrels. So you can uh, get the hints and the notes from both of those kinds of aging. Uh, so overall, I enjoyed this scotch a lot. Uh, it's very easy to drink. It's very approachable. It's not very expensive, but it's also not super interesting. So on the rating scale, I'm going to give it an 87 because it is nice. It's pleasant. But it's not really going to knock your socks off. But if you're looking for something that everybody can drink when your friends come over and it doesn't cost a lot out of pocket, you know, give it a try. The Akintoshin 12-year-old. And it's pretty much available anywhere. So go get some. All right. So now, can you do your bit? All right. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. So do your bit. Let's talk about food. It's Cheryl's Recipe Corner time. Yes. And this week's recipe is a recipe that I remember fondly from my childhood mostly because this was the dessert that my dad always prepared for holiday dinners, picnics, whatever. Russ, regretfully, is not a fan of pineapple or maraschino cherries, silly guy. So I don't get to chan- I don't get the chance to prepare it very often. In fact, I haven't prepared it at all in years. 
but I hope that you will prepare it or one of the variations I have mentioned in the latter part of the recipe. And this week's recipe is pineapple upside down cake. And you need some melted butter, some brown sugar, pineapple, pecans, eggs, sugar, vanilla, uh, all-purpose flour, baking powder, salt, and some maraschino cherries. And get all that stuff mixed up, toss it in a pan, toss it in the oven, and you have a yummy cake. Or you can do a peach one which I might be a little luckier getting him to try, but I doubt it because he doesn't like peaches either. I think <laughs> what is actually, wrong with you? You'd have a better chance with the pineapple, honestly. Would you? No, no, would you? No, well, no. <laughs> would, would you eat it? Probably not. You know I don't like fruit pies unless they it's are... It's pie. It's well, a it's, a, it's, it's a, a fruit cake, cake right. I, I have very, I'm very picky about sweets. So mm. I, like, I like apple pie and I like white cake or yellow cake. And this is yellow cake. Well, it's yellow cake with with fruit in it, which is not like, in it. No, it's on, on it. On it. Well, I guess you could scrape the fruit off, and then I'll eat the white cake. So, sure, All you can right, make it if you whatever. want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a variation for a peach upside down cake and a cranberry orange upside down cake as well. So, all right, there you go. It's I think it's a little more involved than you kind of let on, isn't it? You just said poof. You have a cake, don't you? There's there's a little more to it, is there not? Didn't really, no. It's mix everything together, dump in a pan, and poof, well, you have no. a cake. You, don't you put the pineapple on the bottom, and then you, yeah, put you the put, cake yeah, on top of it. And you, you put the pineapple and the cherries on the bottom. You can make and then dump, design, and then you yeah, pour your batter over top. Right, of Right, and then dump the batter in on top, bake it, and when you take it out of the pan, you flip it upside. You, fl- down. you flip it upside down, and therefore yeah, it's right. an upside down. Cake, upside down so. cake, right? Yeah. All right, but but anyway, the recipe will be in the show notes, of course. So if you want to make yourself a nice pineapple upside down cake, or peach upside down cake, or cranberry orange upside down cake, you will be able to do that, or at least you'll have the instructions to do it. The instructions don't necessarily give you the talent or the dexterity, but you know they're a good start. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on from there, I have my weekend challenge for your amateur radio. Yeah. I don't pursuits i guess um and i i'm gonna try and do this one myself i've I've tried to do all of the ones that i've challenged i mean it would be kind of silly of me to issue a challenge and then (laughs) not do it myself um i had a hard time with the last one which is the ft8 dx i was not getting a lot of dx on my ft8 screen so i i think i made one contact in argentina and i think that was the only one i made so i was nowhere near 10 but at least i gave it a try yeah Uh, so this week, I wanted to challenge people to get out there on their VHF or UHF units and check into a local net, whether it be an emergency net or an Aries net or uh, just a rag chew net or whatever. Just talk to your local hams, because I kind of feel like I should be doing that more, and I feel like the idea of getting together on a VHF net is kind of going away. It, it seems like it is to me anyway. That's uh, purely subjective and based on nothing in particular. But uh, I feel like it's becoming a lost art. Oh, we have a uh, like a daily morning net here that they run during the week. It's called like Uncle Don's Morning Net, and it's on the uh, local repeater. I sometimes listen to it if I'm uh, if I'm out here in the garage because I have the radio out here. And then of course they have the uh, I think they do like three other nets in the evenings. They do like a uh, I think there's a ladies' net for the YLs. Uh, they just started that one uh, probably about like six, six months ago or so. They got enough traction of females in the uh, in the local club here that they started doing that. Um, there's a uh, it's just a regular like maybe it's a 
It might be like an Aries net or something like that. And then they have some other net. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, we have but several they, nets they, they around here. They still keep them up. They've only canceled a couple of them. Like uh, we used to have a, a tech net on Wednesday nights. Um, that one sort of kind of went by the wayside. I haven't heard that one on in a while. And we had a we had a ten meter net too here in town, which was kind of fun on Fridays. But that went around, that went away too. Part of my reason for issuing this particular challenge is because Cheryl can do it. Oh yeah, that's 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 because a good one. VHF and UHF are in your privileges. So, and the yeah. radio is right there. So and you, maybe so there's a YL's net too. So there may yeah. be. We'll have to go take a look. But I'm going to try and get Cheryl on the air. We're also going to try and get Cheryl to get her general at convention. So, whoop, whoop. yep, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but we've got we got a little, a little bit of a hill climb there. But we'll we'll get there. No, oh, okay. Yeah, we have a hill climb. I'm still stuck at the bottom. <laughs> we're we're working on it. Don't worry. We are. We will. Okay. <laughs> Tick tock. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. All right. And also, if you get a chance, check out LHS Shop Talk. A new one was published not that long ago. What three or four last days week. ago? Yeah, yeah or last late week. last yeah. week. So uh, yeah, check that out. We'll uh, do another one here before too long. The last one actually came out pretty good. There's uh, actual ham radio and science and Linux and open source information in there. Yep. It's not just Bill and I shooting the crap, although that is a lot of it. Um, <laughs> but we try and make it entertaining, and a lot of people have signed up on our YouTube channel since we started publishing videos over there. Our uh, subscriptions have gone up to from fifty to like a hundred and twenty. Wow. Like in a very short amount of time. So, and uh, most of the feedback, well, if not all of the feedback has been positive. So it's, uh, it's excellent. So check out our YouTube channel. Don't forget about it. It's, it's stuff that you're not going to hear on your uh, podcast feed. For sure. All right. And I think that's about it. Although I did have a musical track I wanted to throw in here because we haven't done music in a while. So this is a really good Creative Commons track. You can find it over at Gemendo. The link, of course, will be in the show notes. But this is uh, a song that came out about a year ago in March of 2017. It's by a group called The Spin Wires, and the track is Procrastinating in the Sun. It's off their eponymous EP. And I wanted to play this just because we haven't had some really decent music, but here is some now. It runs about a little over three and a half minutes, and then we'll wrap this up with a nice little bow and go on our way. So I ran outside, sun in my eyes, met up with Uncle Chuck, stole an ice cream truck, drove in a pothole, ended up in the hospital. Through face with the patients, you're a baby presence. She went off for a walk, put her on the boardwalk, things got perverse, she took off her shirt.
That's a Buffalo, New York-based band called The Spin Wires, and their track from March of 2017 called Procrastinating in the Sun, and they have some new music out there, too, so you might want to check them out, and you can find them at www.spinwires.com and also at Jamendo, so check that out. Nice, nice, fast-moving, toe-tapping track. I like that a lot. Yeah, it sounded great from here. All right, fantastic. Well, that's it. We didn't uh, record this at our normal time, so the chat room is a little bit thin, but we want to thank Don for showing up at least um, yeah. <laughs> in, in between satellite passes. Yeah, he's but, probably on one of the birds right now, so uh, get over yeah. there and work them. <laughs> there you go. All right, so everybody have a fantastic weekend. Try out some of the stuff we've talked about, and we'll be recording episode number 210 on Monday. Have a good one. Take care, everybody. 73. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. 
Connect to the stream of stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. in the ham shack and the linux in the ham shack logo are released under a creative commons attribute non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license